The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. With this hypocrisy, we're going to call it out. It's time for The Line of Fire with your host, activist, author, international speaker, and theologian, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Michael Brown is the director of the Coalition of Conscience and president of Fire School of Ministry. Get into The Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. You know what a lot of Americans are struggling with? It's, it's what they perceive as hypocrisy and double standards and unequal measures, especially when it comes to dealing with the church and dealing with Christians and dealing with religious liberty. And if there was consistency, it would be one thing, but it's the double standards that raise a lot of concerns. And we're going to talk about them. Some recent incidences have brought this to mind once again. Welcome to the Line of Fire. This is Michael Brown. If you want to weigh in, 866-34-TRUTH, and and we're going to stay today on COVID-related issues, at least for a good part of the broadcast, vaccine-related issues, lockdown-related issues, safety-related issues. And if you want to weigh in, if you want to speak to fellow Christians and urge them to be vaccinated and why they are not walking in love by not being vaccinated, go ahead and call 866-348-7884. If you feel that it is lack of faith, walking in fear and and putting things in your body that we are still not certain of in terms of, of results, or you've got firsthand reports of people damaged by the vaccine and you want to weigh in, you can do that. We can provide a forum for you to weigh in. We are not discouraging people from getting vaccinated. We are not anti-vaxxers. We are not shaming those who have not been vaccinated. My official position remains the same, which is do the research, ask God for wisdom, and make an informed decision. That remains my counsel. And if you say, what are your personal choices? Those are my personal choices. Why? Because you look to me on some level for input, for wisdom. In some cases, you come to me thinking I'm an authority in in the field in which I'm speaking or a respected elder. In other areas, just like, let's get his opinion. He may have something to say. So you may take it in a more weighty way, but I do not want my personal choices to dictate or influence your personal choices in this case, in this life and death case. I take stands virtually every day of every week, sometimes by the hour, that are costly stands, that are difficult stands, that are no compromise stands, but they are based on convictions and knowledge that I have On this broadcast, we've presented different arguments from different sides. We've asked you to weigh in, and you continue to get to do that by way of phone, 866-34-TRUTH. So, okay, last year, and I've got an article about this. In fact, we can pull the article up as I speak. Last year, things got out of line when churches were closed down, church buildings were closed down, churches could not gather, right, because they were not providing, quote, essential services, whereas abortion clinics were, liquor stores were, but not churches. So I say in my latest article, it started last year during the lockdowns, when liquor stores and abortion clinics were allowed to operate, seeing that they provided, quote, essential services, while church gatherings were banned and shut. Okay, then you remember, after that, the BLM protests. 
and the racial protests and then things became riotous in different cities, multiplied thousands of people flooding the streets. But wait, wait, we were supposed to be on lockdown. We're supposed to be shutting down. We're, we're not supposed to be out in the streets in crowds and large groups. You know, sports events canceled and, and all of this. And yet you've got these events going on. Well, how, how could that be right? So again, it's the hypocrisy. It's the double standard. That's, that's what continues to be so grievous. And that's what we're going to call out. So check this out. I mentioned this in my article. Over 1,200 medical professionals, health experts, health caregivers, etc. Over 1,200 medical professors, professionals signed an open letter supporting the protest. Did you get that? Their argument was that racism was more deadly than COVID. So consequently, protesting racism, even at the risk of getting and spreading COVID, was a healthy thing to do, to paraphrase. Now, I'm going to quote the letter directly. You ready? Quote, as public health advocates, we do not condemn these gatherings as risky for COVID-19 transmission. We support them as vital to the national public health and to the threatened health specifically of black people in the United States. We can show that support by facilitating safest protesting practices without detracting from demonstrators' ability to gather and demand change. This should not be confused with a permissive stance on all gatherings, particularly protest against stay-home orders. Ah! So, in other words, racism is more deadly than COVID. Therefore, protesting racism at the risk of spreading COVID in super spreader events, potentially, that, that that is more important for the public health good than, than staying at home and protesting in other ways. Talk about hypocrisy. What about the, the deleterious negative effects of, of the stay-at-home orders on many Americans? What about the people that committed suicide out of depression? What about the, the kids that, that fell into various social disorders just because of not being around other friends from month after month after month and the isolation and created different emotional struggles for them? What, what about the people that, for fear of getting COVID, didn't go to hospitals to get regular checkups or get cancer treated or other things like that and, and all these other deaths? So if you want to have a protest saying that's wrong, that's that, that the lockdowns have gone too far. I mean, some estimated that more people died in Australia by suicide than, than by COVID in the last year and a half. So if you want to protest that, that's unhealthy. But to protest racism, if we all agree where racism exists, it needs to be called out. Every person of conscience where it exists needs to be called out. I'm not, not downplaying the ugliness of racism. I'm simply pointing out hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. Okay, so... Most recent examples of mind-blowing hypocrisy have to do with the current administration. Namely, the Biden administration mandating vaccines for all companies with 100 employees or more. Not just for federal employees, but all companies. But, but, but hang on, hang on, hang on. What about the immigrants pouring through our borders? There's a crisis on the southern border right now of America, and it's being reported as much as it can be reported. There's a crisis there. All these immigrants flooding in, many of them illegally. So Fox News reporter at a recent press conference, this is within, this is with, within a week, within a week of the president's mandatory vaccine announcement for various 
companies, etc. Fox News reporter Peter Ducey asked Press Secretary Jan Psaki, it, meaning the vaccine, is a requirement for people at a business with more than 100 people. It is not a requirement for migrants at the southern border. Why? Psaki replied curtly, that's correct. That was it. Didn't answer the why. Just said, yeah, that's correct. Oh, okay. Please, somebody help me here. Somebody. Uh, I'm sure there are listeners, viewers right now who, who support the Biden administration, who believe he's doing a good job. I'm sure some of you are out there listening, watching, maybe online. Post your comment. Call in. Please, please defend that. I, I'm, I'm always open to getting the other side of an argument. I'm, I'm always open to seeing a blind spot. I'm, I'm always open to being enlightened where I'm missing something. So I, I'm, I'm genuinely asking. I'm not just being facetious and sarcastic. I, I don't see any possible defense for this. I, I, this is as blatant a double standard. You know, good for you, not good for me. Just as blatant as I've seen it, that's how it presents itself to me. Am I missing something? Please tell me. Phone lines are open. Please tell me. All right. July of 2020, the Supreme Court inexplicably, in fact, they didn't give an explanation, uh, declined to hear the case of a Las Vegas church protesting the state's unfair and uneven COVID regulations. So based on these regulations, a casino could operate at 50% capacity. So if it could accommodate 5,000 people, 2,500 could be there. But a church building that <laughs> could accommodate 5,000, you could only have 50 there. Seriously. So this gets challenged, and the Supreme Court inexplicably decides not to, to, to take the case. And John Roberts, Chief Justice Roberts, sides with the four liberal justices. Dissenting opinion... Justice Samuel Alito wrote this, that while synagogues, mosques, and churches were arbitrarily limited to 50 people in attendance for any religious services, regardless of the capacity of their buildings, certain other favored facilities may admit 50% of their maximum uh, occupancy. And in the case of gigantic Las Vegas casinos, this means thousands of patrons are allowed. So then one church says, okay, we're holding a prayer rally. It's a pro-Trump prayer rally. Uh, but because we can't meet in our church building, we will rent space from a casino, and the casino gets fined for allowing a church to meet in their building. <clears throat> but if they were there to gamble, no problem. No double standard here? No hypocrisy here? So, and this is what brought this all to my attention, the, the immigration thing where the immigrants don't have to get, to get vaccinated as they're pouring through our borders, but companies with 100 or more employees, everyone has to be vaccinated. So, This is what got my attention. Towards the bottom of the article, last month, the ACLJ filed a lawsuit in federal court in Virginia on behalf of a live church of the Nazarene. Uh, Because of COVID restrictions, the congregation could no longer meet in the public school it had been using. So it sought permission to meet on property located in Prince William County. The county said it would grant them permission as long as they obtained a liquor license. I'm not making this up, but based on the denominational convictions, they don't even serve wine at communion. They said they couldn't do so. As a result, the county banned them from meeting on their property. So unless the church operates like a bar, it cannot meet on certain properties owned by the county. Uh, as explained by Jordan Seculo, in so many words, our client asked the county, 
How do we get treated as favorably as breweries and wineries? The country's response, so go get a liquor license. Secular continued, wineries and breweries can host weddings, they can host live music, they can host community-engaging events and gatherings, they can even rent their facilities to churches to use, all while enjoying the beneficial treatment of the county's favor and avoiding cumbersome and expensive zoning and permit requirements. But not churches. The bottom line is the county is treating our client, the church, differently and worse because it's a church and has these religious beliefs about alcohol. So, friends, this is the absurdity of the hour. This is the hypocrisy of the hour. I'll say it again. If I knew for a fact that wearing a mask would save neighbors, friends' lives, I'd wear a mask the rest of my life in public. That's not an issue. If I knew that the vaccine was safe and getting vaccinated every month would save people's lives, I get vaccinated every month. It's not a matter of personal sacrifice. It's a matter of double standards. It's a matter of hypocrisy. It's a matter of are we even getting told the truth? We'll be right back. It's the Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Welcome, friends, to the radio broadcast. Hey, I want to extend a personal invitation to Stephen Cohn on Facebook to call in. Uh, as he's posting repeatedly, you are lacking an end-time discernment, Dr. Brown. Well, he's polite enough to refer to me as Dr. Brown. Some use derogatory nicknames and insulting nicknames. Um, please enlighten us. Don't keep posting the same comments and, and being a troll on Facebook. That just gets you blocked. But by all means, call in and enlighten us. Surely, with the platform God's given me and the ability by God's grace to reach millions of people through internet and radio, video, article, these different things, surely, if I'm lacking an end-time discernment, it, it's incumbent on you to help clarify things for those that you would say I'm misleading and hurting. So please, by all means, if we see your call come, I will get right to it the first moment I get. You got my personal invite, 866-348-7884. And if you're not inclined to do that or don't have the courage to do that or whatever the case may be, maybe your situation does not allow you to call, then please just stop posting the same comments on Facebook and bringing baseless charges. For all those who think I'm missing the boat here, please give me a call and tell me where and how and why. By all means, that's why we pay for airtime on live radio. Every so often because of travel situations or special things that, that happen very rarely in ministry requirement that we can't do live radio. But the vast, 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 vast majority of the time we are live, one reason is that if something's happening in the world around us, we can comment on, on it right then and there and, and, and be hopefully a watchman on the wall to help you and to have discernment and wisdom and understanding of what's happening in the world around us and how we should tackle it and how we should respond to it. We also have live radio time. This is even the biggest thing so that you can call in, that you have the ability to call in and interact and differ or ask your questions. So once again, I want to put things out. I... I certainly found hypocrisy in the Trump administration. I found hypocrisy in every presidential administration I've ever watched carefully. I found hypocrisy in the church. I've had to search my own life to see if there's hypocrisy. To, to bring a charge of hypocrisy is, is nothing new. It can happen. It does happen. So 
when I'm charging the Biden administration with hypocrisy, it's not because I attack him by name every day. If you, if you tune into this broadcast regularly, you know that's not the case. But I'm asking someone, there have got to be Biden supporters that are watching, listening, that are, that are sympathetic at least to what he's doing or trying to do. So someone just please explain to me the logic that immigrants pouring through our borders, legal or illegal, do not have to be vaccinated. But if you have a company with 100 or more people, everyone has to be vaccinated. When you're talking about potentially thousands of people going out into other areas and potentially spreading things from there, can someone please tell me the logic behind that? Or is it as hypocritical as it sounds and feels? You say, okay, Mike, you got us provoked, you got us frustrated, you got us upset. Don't leave us here. Well, it wouldn't be right for me to leave you here. That, that would not be biblical. That would not be gospel-like because there, there is a response that's a heavenly response. That's a godly response. So the first thing is the reminder that we're just passing through this world, that this world is not our permanent home. So we spend all of our earthly lives here. It's, it's where we sow seed forever, for good or for bad. It, it, is, it is the only place we've ever known as home. It's where we meet our spouses if we get married, where we have children, have our careers, do all of that, live our lives, hopes fulfilled, dreams fulfilled or shattered as the case may be. But this world's always going to be messed up until Jesus returns. So it's, it's a messed up world. Expect hypocrisy. Expect double standards. Expect inequity. That's the world in which we live. Work against it. Work for truth. Work for righteousness. But understand, we're in a fallen world. We're passing through this world. And, and if I put all my stock in this world, I'm going to get frustrated. So this, this is the reality. And what we must do, and this is the second thing, is work actively for truth. Work actively for fairness. Work actively for equity. Work against that which is wrong. Work for that which is right. And then the third thing, the more there is opposition to our viewpoint, the more there is opposition to our own positions, the more we must shout the gospel out, the more we must stand for truth. Now, please hear me. There is the mingling of the gospel or the wrapping of the gospel in the American flag. There is the conflating of patriotism with the kingdom of God, as if to, to be a, a strong follower of Jesus, you must be a radical pro-American, live or die by the flag, patriot. You know, you, you almost wrap yourself in the flag. That's, that's a very false impression. America has amazing, many amazing qualities, which is why people come here from around the world. And there's so much good amazing good that's come out of America, that's helped the world. And, and no other nation rose up like us over history to have the, the world impact that it has in such a short period of time. At the same time, the sins of our nation are massive. We, we remain here by the grace of God. I mean, that's, that's the fact. We remain here by the grace of God, by the mercy of God. From all the babies we've killed through abortion, to the, the exporting of porn and sexual deviancy around the world, to on and on, problems of justice, our, our history with the slave trade and segregation, 
or treatment of Native Americans. I, I mean, we have our mountain of sins as well. My point is America is not the kingdom of God. America is not the kingdom of God. I'm not going to confuse the two. If my nation turns against God, then I stand with God against the direction of my nation. If, if my state uh, adopts anti-God legislation, then I stand with God and suffer the consequences of, of resisting that legislation. There is, however, this feeling that we often get that USA, USA, USA is somehow equivalent to shouting Jesus, Jesus. No, no, no. Two different worlds. One, the heavenly, eternal, perfect son of God. The other, another fallen nation on the planet with a lot of good and a lot of bad. Two different spirits. As one caller said a few weeks ago, the MAGA spirit is not the same as the Holy Spirit. And what I've seen, especially in recent years, is the, ri- the, the rising tide of kind of this macho Christianity, this patriotic on steroids, we're tough, we're strong, nobody's going to mess with us. Here, I, I love people of Texas. I mean, obviously, I know a handful in terms of the total population. I enjoy being in Texas. I'm there on a very regular basis, working closely with a number of churches there in Texas. And you know the thing, don't mess with Texas. So I love when Texas stands up for what's right. And, and, and when the governor stands up for what's right. And when Christians stand up for what's right. I, I love that. But the Texas spirit is not the Holy Spirit either. You know what I'm saying? In other words, the don't mess with Texas, a lot of worldly people that don't love the Lord at all, they hold to that mentality. A lot of just rough and tumble people that are like, nobody's going to tell me what to do. It's got nothing to do with Jesus. They love that don't mess with Texas thing. So I am not calling for this. We're just, we're going to say no to anybody and resist it. And, and, and the stronger and the louder I shout, the more you think I'm anointed. No, that's, that's just carnal. And you can shout while being anointed. You can be quiet while being anointed. I'm not, I'm not talking about some carnal, macho Christianity. No, no, no. That's, I'm, not, I'm talking about loving Jesus so much, loving my neighbor so much, that regardless of cost or consequence, I'm going to honor God and do what's right. I'm going to swim against the tide. I'm going to go against the grain. And it doesn't matter if I get rejected. It doesn't matter if I get hated. It doesn't matter if I lose reputation because I'm not here for me. I'm here to honor the Lord, and I will gladly lay down my life to help and serve others. That's our mentality as, as followers of Jesus. That's our backbone. Listen, we're not talking about self-defense. We're not talking about someone breaks in your home and, and tries to attack your family, your kids, and, and, you, and, you, and you stop them righteously. We're not talking about that. We're talking about suffering opposition, reproach for our gospel stance. We do push back. When we see inequity, we do push back. We have a system. We work through the courts. We vote out bad politicians. We try to vote in good politicians. We do all that. This is ongoing. This continues. This, this doesn't stop. But our hope is not in flesh and blood. And, and the gates of hell, death itself, cannot prevail against the church, against God's messianic community. So the more there's an attempt to silence us, the more we're going to shout the gospel. The more there's an attempt to pressure us to compromise our convictions, 
the more we're going to say with respect, not cursing, demeaning our leaders, not, not calling the president by all kinds of nasty nicknames and the, the way the world does it, be it the left attacking the right or the right attacking the left. We're not going to do that. We're not going to descend into that carnality and being babies with all respect to the president, to the leadership, to the king, to whoever. We must obey God rather than that. Now, when it comes to vaccines, when it comes to mandates, really study the issues, really prayerfully look at the issues, make informed decisions, honor the Lord, and be true to your conscience before him. God doesn't expect anything more than that or less than that. The one personal counsel I'll give you, I'll tell you what, I'll give that on the other side of the break. We'll be right back. It's the Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Get into the Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Welcome, friends, to the Line of Fire. This is Michael Brown, 866-348-7884. Just during the break, I tweeted this out, a question. And I'm asking you this question. Feel free to call in if you like. Otherwise, if you have Twitter, you can respond there. My account is at Dr. Michael L. Brown. Got two L's in the middle there. At Dr. Michael L. Brown. I asked the question: What's your current state of mind? Fearful, frustrated, or angry? Excited about what God's doing? Something else? What, what's your? If, if you had to kind of boil it down, pri- pri- primarily, predominantly, the way you're feeling. What's your current state of mind? Be curious to hear that. Before I go to the phones or give you an update on the Twitter poll, I, mean, I just posted it seconds ago. Let me give you this one word of health advice. So remember, I'm not a medical doctor. I, I say that repeatedly because I've been known as Dr. Brown for many years now. I'm a PhD, but I'm not a medical doctor. Every so often, someone not knowing that will post on our Facebook page. And they'll post a very revealing private, I've got this condition, I've had it for, yikes, you know, what should I do? And I just have to polite, if I happen to see it, I'll reply personally. I don't, you know, to 99.9% of all social media comments, I don't either see them or get to reply to them. But if I see that, I, I try to reply because I feel bad that they think I'm, I'm a medical doctor. And I'll say, hey, I'm, I'm not a medical doctor. I'm so sorry. I'm, you know, pray for your healing and, and leave, it, leave it there. So... <clears throat> The one thing I can tell you is this, that whatever you can do to adopt your diet and lifestyle to healthy eating and living is a good thing to do. Be it with COVID, be it with getting colds, be it with getting cancer, be it with prematurely aging. What, there's certain th- now look, obviously anyone can get sick with anything. They're healthy people who get sick. That happens, all right? But for sure, in terms of putting money in the bank as best as you can, just like the book of Proverbs, doesn't say there are no exceptions to the rules here, but you live by Proverbs, 
you have a million people live by Proverbs and a million people not living by Proverbs, and you'll find that the life expectancy and the overall health and, and, and mental and emotional energy and all that is, is massively better with those living by the principles of Proverbs than those not doing it. So that I strongly recommend. If you haven't read our story, as Nancy and I wrote a book, Breaking the Stronghold of Food, it'll encourage you. It does give you practical advice, but then it points you to medical doctors, nutritionists, and others who have really studied and, and have some excellent wisdom and, and guidelines there. So we point you to all that. We point you to free resources, to resources you can get. But our book is really hitting on it, especially from a spiritual, practical angle. And, you know, look, you've got to ask yourself a question. And I know you didn't tune into the broadcast expecting this today, but it's just, it's just on my heart to share with you. And it's a question I had to ask myself. If, if I know that the food I'm eating is unhealthy, that the food I'm eating hurts my immune system, that the food I'm eating could potentially shorten my life or make me more prone to a heart attack or something else, right? If I know that, I have to ask myself, so for me, say peanut and M's, peanut M&M's or all kinds of chocolate or whatever. Do I love peanut M&M's more than I love Jesus? Do I love peanut M&M's more than I love my wife and kids and grandkids? Do I love peanut M&M's more than I love all the people I'm supposed to reach and minister to in the years ahead? And you might say, I do love the Lord. I'm weak. Okay, start there. Start there. That's why I said, God, I'm, just, I'm really weak here. As strong as I am in other areas. Uh, uh, young man, well, he's in his 40s now, but young to me, uh, that, that used to serve and work in our ministry and, and, and helped assist me in certain, way, certain ways, was telling a colleague, he said, Dr. Brown is the most disciplined man that I know. And I am very disciplined by God's grace in many ways, but here I was addicted for almost all my life, almost 60 years to chocolate and sweets and so on. But the changes have been dramatic and dynamic. Now, here's the other thing. Do what you can to supplement healthy eating and healthy living with healthy supplements. I take a number every day to balance things out that I may not get fully with diet or other things like I had arthritis in my hands, started to develop, so took this supplement that just arrested that from growing. And we've partnered with Dr. Mark Stengler. You get 10% on everything you order from his website. And then he in turn gives a donation to our ministry. So you get blessed with health. You get blessed with a discount. And we get blessed with, with uh, a contribution. So it's, it's a great setting there. I can't guarantee you health. You, you'll get blessed with healthy supplements. So go to vitaminmission.com. Vitaminmission.com. Check it out. Share it with your friends, family. It's, tell millions of people if you can. Because we, we, we want to spread the word as much as possible to all of our, our friends. It's just a very gracious thing Dr. Stanley's done. He's a friend, personal physician. I, I get a text from him yesterday, yesterday or Saturday. Either way, he's on his way back out into the park with his son, Mark Jr., who's a brilliant young man, I think, in a Ph.D. program now, uh, to go out in the park and witness. They set up a table. They do this every week. Set up a table, Dr. Stanley, this, to share the gospel. Think of it. He's got this great medical practice. He's this famous doctor, and he goes out to win souls. So, I mean, that's, that's where we connect a lot. He'll send me, okay, this guy's raising this question, Hebrew question, just want to confirm my information there and so on. Anyway, I just want to encourage you. Well, we can debate vaccines. We, we can debate other things. We all push back against the mandates. We can't debate that healthy living is, is good stewardship for, for, for a temple. Amen? 
So can I encourage you in that? As, not as Dr. Brown, but as a friend, as a coworker, as someone who's received mercy from God in my own life. And, and please uh, say this last thing. Give me this one last moment of your time, and then we're, we're going to go to the phones. And, and then I want to talk about the latest, as of yesterday, glaring example of, uh, of hypocrisy here. Okay, this is this, this last, this last appeal. I know God helped me. It's that simple. I, as disciplined I've, as I've been and gone on fast as long as 21 days on water over the years, I just had a stronghold with food in my life. So I glorify God and I know that he helped me and that's why I don't mess with it. I don't touch it. I don't experiment to see, well, how much latitude. No, because God did something supernatural. I give him the glory and I tell you, and here's why it's important. If he did it for me, he can do it for you. Yes, yes. 866-34-TRUTH. Let's go over to Andrew in Maryland. Thanks for calling the line of fire. Hello, line of fire. Hey there. Um, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. All right. One of the things that I and many people have been struggling with is how the vaccine and mask mandates are religious liberty issue instead of just the health issue. And, yeah, that's one of the things I struggle with, especially since I've had people say that they shouldn't use religious liberty as a reason to just... Yeah, so, so let, yeah, let, let, me, let me answer that for you, Andrew. The, uh, it is a religious issue when it impacts churches and believers in an uneven way, in a discriminatory way. For example, if anyone has to wear a mask to sit in this restaurant or to come into the restaurant to have a meal, well, that's not, that's not a religious liberty issue, right? There's nothing in the Bible that says thou shalt not wear a mask. Or if the government commands you to wear a mask, thou shalt not wear a mask. Um, in, in any case, that's, that's not religious liberty issue. If, if, to use an example from earlier in the show, a casino in Las Vegas can operate at 50% capacity. So a large casino operating maybe with thousands of people, let's say you get 5,000 in there, so now you can have 2,500 in there. You have a church building that seats 5,000, you can only have 50. That's religious discrimination. If a church gathering in California, you have to wear masks, you're not allowed to sing, okay? If, if one person uses the bathroom, immediately after you have to go in and re-sanitize the bathroom, you can have no more than whatever, 50 people, whatever the number was in California, but you could have thousands of people on the streets in a race protest, then it is religious discrimination. So it is the unequal measures. It is the, that, that is the issue. Abortion clinics provide essential services. Liquor stores provide essential services. Churches don't. So the fact you have a drug rehab program in the church, that's not an essential service. The fact you have a couples class or parenting class or class help be, people deal with sexual addictions, 
Those are not essential services. But liquor stores and abortion clinics provide essential services. That's where there becomes religious liberty issues. Look, this happened immediately in Florida, Andrew. This is one of the first issues. And Rodney Howard Brown said no to, to the shutdown of churches. And then immediately Matt Staver, Liberty Council, joined in, took it to, uh, took it to court. And immediately the laws were changed because they were uneven. And that Staver on my radio show said that, or in writing, that you, know, you had these massive gaps of inconsistencies. So that's the issue. And, and thankfully, Governor DeSantis has tried to do things in a different way in Florida. Hey, I appreciate the call. Uh, thanks for, for raising that issue. I am not going to call something religious discrimination or religious liberty issue when it's not. Here, I'll give you an example. This is nothing to do with religious liberty, but hypocrisy. Here's a headline on the New York Post. There is outrage because of the Emmys, right? So Twitter lashes out over celebrities at 2021 Emmys going maskless. So a, a lot of these celebrities are the people shaming you if you're not vaccinated. You're a killer if you're not vaccinated. And, and how can you do that? And now they have a gathering. They're not wearing masks. But hang on. From what I read, the workers were required to wear masks. So the elite, the celebrities, I mean, hey, they can't be wearing a mask. You want to see their faces and the camera and all of this, and it's inconvenient to wear a mask. But the workers, to make sure they don't infect the celebrities, they had to wear a mask. That's got nothing to do with religious liberty. That has to do with hypocrisy, blatant, rank hypocrisy. And that's what we call out. Let's, let's be fair and righteous in our standards. Let's be even-handed and equal measures in ours. We'll be right back. It's The Line of Fire with your host, activist, author, international speaker, and theologian, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Get into The Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Thanks, friends, for joining us on The Line of Fire, 866-34-TRUTH. Let's go over to Brian in Davidson, North Carolina. Welcome to The Line of Fire. Yes, how you doing, Dr. Brown? Doing well, thanks. Um, I, I had a question. Um, so I'm not a force. I don't really know what to do about the vaccine right now, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. I haven't fully done the research. Um, I don't agree with it possibly going as a mandate. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's something that, you know, people should choose. Mm -hmm. um, but my question Lies, but I do wear my wet mask every, everywhere when I go out. Not because I'm afraid to catch anything. I'm more afraid of what I could possibly give somebody else, mm -hmm. not knowing, unknowingly. Got it. So I, I, I paint the picture there because I've been outside of, you know, in the house of the church. You know, I'm listening to your show. I'm listening to church. I'm watching church online. But it's something missing within me from being in the church. Mm -hmm. So I... I I'm a, I want to go back in, but like I said, my son plays sports, and, you know, I'm out and about, and I don't want to give anybody anything, but I want to go, but I feel like I need to still wear my mask because I don't know what I'm in contact with. Mm -hmm. But 
the church that I, that I, I'm going back to, nobody is wearing a mask. So I don't want to offend anybody or make a conversation where now the focus is on my mask and not, now we're not focusing on the word that's being given. So I just want to get your thoughts on that because I'm in a in a tight place and I need to be back in the house. It's like really something missing. Yeah. Now yeah, so Brian, first it's it's a shame that we have to have this conversation, isn't it? I mean, it's a it's a yeah. challenging time with people stuck between a rock and a hard place and you're trying to do what's right, you're trying to honor God. You, I mean, you really don't know. Am I going to affect someone? Am I not going to affect someone? Does the mask help? Does it not help? And I want to walk in love. I don't want to, you know, I don't want but I want to I don't want to walk in fear. And one place you walk in with a mask, you get judged. The other place you walk in without a mask, you get judged, you know. So what I would do is I would put the emphasis on I need to be back in fellowship with my brothers and sisters, right? And um, that's, that's where you start. And, you know, Hebrews encourages us not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. And you know for a fact that, that your church has not had a plague where, you know, a lot of the people have gotten sick and died. Maybe there have been some that have passed away tragically here and there. But in other words, you know that it's not like it's super spreader and everybody's dying and, and they've had to shut things down and the you know, health agencies have come in. So, you know, they've been meeting without crisis. You know, I've, I've been with churches now that have been meeting steadily for a year and a half and they have thousands of people in the meetings every week and they've just never had a bad COVID outbreak. You know, a few little cases here and there, nobody died, nobody's seriously ill. I know others that have lost people. But the, the point is, there is that biblical encouragement to do it, but the the mandate on the rest of the body is if someone has a certain conviction, you want to honor and respect that. Let's say some people will judge you as being weak. Let's just say some will. It's human nature, right? Yeah. How come he doesn't have enough faith? To, I have enough faith to know I'm not going to infect somebody. How come he doesn't have enough? Well, they're judging you. You're trying to walk in love. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to walk in love. Yeah. So. You go, wear the mask if that's how you're most comfortable, and you say, hey, if, if I see someone wearing a mask, the last thing I'm going to do is look down on them. I'm going to think either they feel they need to protect their own health or they think it's the right and courteous thing to do. Um, but if it's any issue, I would just, I would just chat with the, the pastor or any elder leader, depending on the size of the church, say, hey, I want to be back. So I want to make sure I'm welcome back wearing a mask. There are some churches that I believe are, are really being stupid, you know, by shouting from the pulpit, you know, nobody wears a mask here and don't get vaccinated. It's like, don't, don't do that from the pulpit, man. If somebody wants to wear a mask and if somebody feels, you know, vaccination is the best course, go ahead. So uh, if, if there was any issue, which I would certainly doubt, you know, then it's up to the pastor, whoever's leading the meeting to say, hey, we, we welcome everybody. Some people feel, you know, go through Romans 14, let Romans 14 be the guide, you know, you're wearing a mask to honor the Lord. Someone else is not wearing a mask to honor the Lord. You're both trying to honor the Lord and love your neighbor. Let's walk in that together. What unifies us is Jesus, not a mask. And then hopefully, very quickly, everything will be back to normal. Whether you have a mask on or not, fellowship will be normal. Hanging out, worship will be normal. And you go from there, all right? Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that, Dr. Brown. You are very welcome. Thank, thanks for asking me the question, Brian. I'm, sh- I'm sure you're not alone in asking it. Uh, let's go to Kathy in Ankeny, Iowa. Welcome to the line of fire. Hi there. Can you hear me? I can, sure. Okay. I just wanted to make a comment, and I want to thank you um, so much for doing what you do. I really, truly do appreciate it, and so do so many others. My daughter is a nurse, 
and she is 23 years old. She graduated college and went into the nursing profession right as uh, COVID was hitting its peak there, and she still did it. You know, I would say as a mother, I really didn't want her to. I was afraid for her. Um, uh, you know, I am a Christian. Um, my children are Christians. She said, you know, this is what I'm, this is what I'm doing, mm-hmm. and she did it. And we, they were all heroes. You know, in, in 2020, you know, the medical profession, they were heroes. Yep. And now they're zeros. If you don't get the vaccine, you're going to be fired. My, my daughter was told either you get the vaccine, this is in Iowa, either you get the vaccine or you're going to be fired. When in this country did we bend over, bow down, lay down, whatever you want to say, and allow the arm of government to reach into our home and our body the way that it has done now. I, I will say, uh, if, if, if people, I'm not, I'm not discounting people that are at risk, please understand me, but if people were dropping like the bubonic plague, if they really were dropping like the bubonic plague, you know, I could see the stronger assertion, come on, people. You know, this is, this is, you know. Could, could you see, Kathy, a situation in which it was right for the government to make these requirements? No, I don't. So, so, I, I so let's say, so let's say with the extreme of the bubonic plague, right? Or we just, we know for a fact people are dropping it. And let's say we knew for a fact the vaccine was safe, it had been tested over 20 or 30 years, and now we just had this new outbreak. Would it? Would it, even in those cases, you still say it's, it's overreach the government or the, the local company has no right to say you get vaccinated or you get fired? Um, this discussion my wife Nancy and I have had because we both oppose the mandate, you know, but we're just, we've asked that question. I, you know, I, I, I feel very, I'm a coach. Um, I get the flu shot every year. I don't, I don't want to, it's my choice to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, I do that um, as, a, as a conscience issue with children that I deal with every day. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not pro-vaccine or Got anti-vaccine. It. It's yeah, not so, an issue for me. Right, so I mean, I, I think... telling somebody yeah. you're going to lose your job if you don't get vaccinated. Yeah, and I think, Kathy, that's, here's, here's the answer to my question about is there a situation or a circumstance in which it would be right to make a vaccine mandatory? The simple answer is we're not there. That's theoretical. We could debate that, but you're dealing with your daughter's job. You're dealing with your neighbor's health in today's current reality. Hey, Kathy, thanks, thanks for weighing in. You speak for many who are frustrated and upset. This is, this is where it meets the, the man and woman on the street. I was with some friends last night, was introduced to a couple and a gentleman and his girlfriend. And my friend said, she works in the hospital. She does X, Y, Z. She hasn't been vaccinated. She's about to lose her job. I've had other friends who are nurses contact me and said, what, what should we do? We're being threatened with, with termination unless we get vaccinated and we have issues with it and we've seen with our own eyes health issues because of the vaccine, et cetera. So 
may the Lord give your daughter wisdom and, and grace uh, to make the right decisions here. And, and those of you who are employers and, and having to face these different issues, I encourage you to go back to my broadcast a week ago today where I interviewed attorney Joe and Franco about the, the mandate. And you'll get input from him. You'll, you'll get some legal advice in terms of websites to go to for further information. So that was the Monday broadcast. Then Wednesday, I interviewed Dr. Jonathan Sarfati, Ph.D. in chemistry, young earth creationist, strong Bible believer. He made his case. We took the whole hour for him to make his case for vaccines. He's against the mandates. And then callers called in to ask him questions or to differ with him. You can watch that on our YouTube channel. So that was last Wednesday, the case for COVID vaccines. January 1st of this year, I interviewed Dr. Frank Schallenberger, who is a highly respected doctor and thinker, medical doctor and medical thinker. And he had strong (laughs) concerns, excuse me, back then about the vaccine. So that show was on. That was a pre-recorded one, so we didn't have callers calling in. But those are on our YouTube channel, the January 1st show from this year, the show from last Wednesday, the show from last Monday. Check them out. Watch them. Get involved in YouTube discussions if you want to interact with others that are, that are actively thinking these things through. And may God give you wisdom to do what's right, to do what's best, to do what will best honor God, will preserve your conscience, will keep you safe and healthy. We do as much as we can, and we entrust our lives to the Lord. And let's take this moment to share the gospel with as many people as we can. People are afraid. People are hurting. People are uncertain. It's a great time to say, hey, here's the way to know God and have eternal life. God bless you. Another program powered by The Truth Network.